0: changed a few things and by we I mean me because I am now entering into a different phase of my life so I'm putting away things that were the past and I'm working to go forward Big Nono has a podcast as you know it no longer exists it is officially one of the many things I've retired from my past just like well I ain't retired my rap career I believe I got something for next summer I got some heat I believe that but (laughs) no I just I decided that going forward I needed to be in a different place in a different space and what that was and what I was trying to do at times felt forced. As much as I love the conversation built around sports, that's not what I am fully and that's not what I started this to be. I started podcasting in all sincerity to kind of be a cultural commentator to provide a different outlook on what you hear about in the world, on social media, and, you know, and even when it comes to sports, just different things. I, just, I wanted to be more, less of a talking head, more of a conversation piece. I wasn't here to be a gotcha guy, and I wasn't trying to do anything that would make you feel like, oh, he's just saying things to get us to click and click and click. Nah, I want you to rock with me because I'm good at what I do. I want you to rock with me because I know what I'm talking about. And I want you to rock with me that even if you don't agree with me, you respect the fact that I'm keeping it real. You know what I'm saying? So I say all of that to say this. Big Nono has a podcast that's officially retired. If that is why you are here, hi. I'm still here. I'm still that same guy. But that name no longer serves me for what it used to serve me for. I'm now no longer going by that name. I mean, if you know me, if you know me as that, it's different, but yeah, but professionally. So the new podcast has been dubbed, titled, and renamed A Win Is a Win. What we're going to do on this show, and this is episode one, so welcome in, is we're going to discuss a little bit of everything, some wins, some losses, and we're going to talk about some things, and we're going to try to put perspective and conversation back in the same place, because what's lost in a lot of this stuff is the ability to disagree and disagree respectfully. So, with that being said, with that intro being hopefully not too long-winded, but a bit full for you, let's jump into the official first episode of A Win Is A Win. I'm your host Terrence. We're going to talk about a bunch of things. Not everything's positive because everything in this world ain't positive. But at the same time, I feel like certain things need our conversation and need our, not really need, but folks put it out there for us. So if like you put it out there for us to see, somebody going to talk about it. And I had a story that I that just kind of fell into my lap today. Now, mind you, today is my birthday. So, I'm already working on my birthday. So, I must like what I do to do this on my birthday. Because that's a big move for me. Because usually on my birthday, it's all about me and doing just what I want. Because your boy got to have his birthday cake. Chocolate is my favorite. Or that Costco sheet cake. Don't play with me. Sam's love be hidden too. But anyway, I digress. I digress. I digress. I digress. So, First story, I'm going to do my best to leave names out because names are not necessary to understand what's going on. And one name I don't know because I refuse to know it is the girl who's reporting this story. She could have kept it G, and kept it pushing, but we live in the era of exposing and clout chasing. And I'm going to tell you something right now that I stand by. In my personal life, in my social media life, and in my work life, clout chasing is a dangerous thing, and it never ends up well for the person who's clout chasing. There was a young lady. She is an OnlyFans model, I believe. Apparently, she uh, she had an affair with Adam Levine from Maroon 5. And in having this affair with Adam Levine, who is married, by the way, she has decided to expose him. Because. Why? I have no clue. Makes no sense. It's stupid. But this is really what I feel about this type of situation. And you'll hear this from me. On a consistent basis. This ain't nobody business but you and his and his wife when she find out. Cause I'm pretty sure you ain't the first girl he done messed around with. And I'm pretty sure the wife probably knows what's going on. I am not condoning adultery or cheating in a marriage. Unless that's how y'all get down. If that's y'all business, cool. Rob with a kick. I'm never gonna condone something that both sides aren't okay with but i'm pretty sure she kind of has a strong idea of who her husband is and what her husband does and for you to come on to social media your ig on twitter with the text y'all have back and forth bro that's lame that's lame like who are you hurting because i'm pretty sure like i said I'm pretty sure his wife knows, and I'm pretty sure, baby, you ain't the only one either. So, if you're going to play the game, right, there's two sides to this. It was all good when you was up, but now you ain't up no more. It ain't working how you want it to work. Now we got to expose somebody. That's trash. Now hold that fam. You knew what it was when you got yourself involved in the situation. Ladies, let me help you out. If you are messing with a married man, that man knows he's married. That man knows what he's doing. It's 100%. Bruh know what he's doing. There's no issue on that. So you coming up here and trying to intersect and trying to expose and destroy, I'm pretty sure, can't say 100, but I'm like 97% sure his wife knows what's going on, so you can't sit up here and pretend that all of a sudden now you are the hurt party when you were the willing participant, you're a grown woman who entered into this yourself, there is no victim here there's no victim there's just willing participants so to come onto to social media to expose him to get any type of attention love fame or extra for yourself is like because you're only doing this because you want to shine that's why you're doing this because here's the thing when y'all was messing around before we didn't know about it but now we know because it ain't going your way is what you gotta do y'all learn to take that L reassess and find you someone who actually wants you. And quit going after names. Because real talk, most of you go after names. They, this is what it is. And again, ladies, I know this is a old school. And it's a shame I'm going to say it out loud. But I'm going to say it anyway. That man is not going to leave his wife for you. Especially if there's children involved, that man is not going to leave his wife for you. So you have a decision to make. Either keep playing the game in silent or walk away altogether. But don't sit here and try to pretend that all of a sudden you're the victim when you were a willing participant in the action the entire time. We're not doing that, fam. It's 2022. We're not playing like y'all don't know what's going on anymore. which are not That's weak. And I don't like it. I just don't like it. Especially in a world where people play victim unnecessarily when you ain't a victim. I don't like that. I just don't. It hurts me. But it makes me think of a couple of things that I think... They run pretty well with this story. Because again, this was just, this fell into my lap today. We all know off the rip that when it comes to the single life, the dating world, women can get penis way faster than men can get vagina. No, men have to work for the coochie. We just have to work for the regime. We have to put effort in for it. It's just the nature of the game women don't have to work I have home girls who run podcasts who are just regular women who will tell you they meet a dude on Tinder or on Bumble or whatever give a dude their number they will wake up on Snapchat and there will be a dick pic just showing up in their joint because women get penises thrown at them On a regular and consistent basis. Men don't. Ladies don't sit here and and fool yourselves into believing, oh, he's got a bunch of bitches all over him and all these girls want him. No, they don't. No, they don't. I can promise you a whole bunch of women don't want that man. I can promise you, unless he is paying for stuff and he's financing some lives, a whole bunch of women do not want him there might be one or two that like what he does for you but they don't want him they want the idea of a man like that and that's another thing we have to talk about in our society is like women say they want a good man but that's not really what they're saying they want a man like the men they see they don't want no man like that if they did and the ones that do, they go get a man like that. But I can just promise you, ladies, I just, I d- I'm just promising you this. Men are not out here on a regular, consistent basis, mm. just bouncing around from chick to chick. Look, I have been single now a while, and I can promise you, that ain't how the game works. That's just not how the game works, especially as you age. Even in my 20s, what I would consider, like, my peak of all the good stuff. My homies do. Like, nah. The few that was running through a bunch of girls, when that slowed up, it slowed all the way up. So, just saying, ladies, we understand that men throw the dick at you. I mean, your phone... Um, shoot sometimes on the street everywhere I just want y'all to know that we are not getting the same in return unless you got money social media clout Instagram fame then them girls or you're a pro athlete or a rapper then them girls will throw it at you but until then Women is not throwing regular dudes in no box like that. So I promise you, men might women might find your man attractive, but if dude is with you, he's not chasing a whole bunch of women. Plus he got solid friends. Just know. But then this is something I think that we don't talk about when it comes to relationships that make things work. And why he would mess around and stuff. Have you, this is a question I'm just going to ask to the crowd listening. Because I'm curious of you guys' answers. Um, you Hit me up on Twitter. My Twitter handle is TopSense84. My uh, Twitter handle is Chris. It's not important why that's what it is, but that's just what it is. Um, I'll slide you out my Instagram, all that good stuff. But the important thing is this, and I have this question, I just kind of want some feedback. Have you ever been in a relationship where you were faithful? And the relationship ended it, ended, and you at that point regretted being faithful. I'll say it one more time. Have you ever been in a relationship where you were faithful and the relationship ended and you regretted being faithful for whatever the reason? Whatever happened? Whatever didn't happen? Were you upset that you had a fine girl at the crib and you you didn't take that chance because you was being faithful and that heifer was over there doing dirt and you was like, "Mm, I should do this? Or are you a petty person? And you wanted to cheat, but you can't give the other person the upper hand. So you were, you remain faithful, even though you knew they were doing you wrong. I'm just curious, have you ever been found yourself in that situation? Because that's a real thing. People, when relationships end, they regret the chances they didn't take because they were being faithful. People regret the opportunities of not just like, you know, sex. Opportunities you didn't take because you were with this person, and you were like, "Well, if I do this, this is going to make them unhappy. If I do this, this is going to work. I don't know if they'll o- be okay with me making it, making this move and taking this chance." You see, you, you feel me? Like people do that on a regular, and you regret decisions because when you, when you've gone through all these things, you've made all these changes, and you've missed know, opportunities and situations. And, you know, hell, maybe the love of your life because you're with this person and it don't work. It don't work. Then you sitting there mad at yourself. You ain't mad at them. You mad at you because you should have taken those chances. So I wonder if that's the case. Do you regret being faithful in certain situations? I don't regret it because, again, I will never give you the upper hand on me with the bad behavior because I know right from wrong. But it would make me replay certain situations differently if I'm being 100% honest. If I'm being 100% honest. Because, you know, certain things happen. And people break up for different reasons, but it all comes down to either money, sex, or a past relationship BS that you ain't got over yet. It's one of those three things that always ruins a relationship. Either you are, let's say it's money, it's sex, or some past BS. It can be a past person, it can be a past feeling, it could be, I forgave you for everything, but that one time you did that one thing, I ain't let that one thing go yet. And I'm going to hold it over you. Or it could be psychosis. She might be crazy. He might be crazy. And you just find it out too late in the game. These are all reasons why people break up. All that to say is watch yourselves. Please be careful. Please love one another. Please respect one another. Please respect one another. Please respect one another. another. I keep saying that because respect is the one thing everybody is due. Whether you love them, hate them, whatever, they are due the respect of any person is due. Respect is not special, respect is granted. Trust is special. Trust is earned, trust is worked for, trust is built, and trust is lost nothing that kills relationships too broken trust when you break the bond of trust with a person it's really hard to build that back I don't know where that came from but I'm just going to rock on one more time when you break the bond of trust it's hard to build that back because trust takes time to build man It really does. And it takes no time to destroy. Which is a crazy concept when you think about it. Like. You can be with a person for 10, 15, 20 years. And build this foundation, this relationship, this everything. And then one thing happens that you do. That hurts them in a way that they can't just bounce back from. And all of that before. Before. It's crumpled. It's shaky. It's hard. Because everybody can't take everything. But you saying. Trust. 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 And with that, we're talking about trust and relationships. Man, look. I have not been on Netflix in a cool minute. I've been chilling. I've been on Hulu a little bit. Spent a lot of time on Peacock. I done caught up on all the Law & Order SVU seasons. I'm 100% ready to go for the the three-parter that's coming out this week for the for the uh, season, season uh, premiere. I'm all ready, dog. I'm all in. I'm ready to go. I'm in the zone. So, with that, since I'm ready, I I tuned on the Netflix, man. to see what Netflix got because I pay for it, but I rarely use it because I just rarely use it outside of Stranger Things and Narcos. I really don't be on it like that, so, but I so I go on Netflix because I was telling my friend that she needed to watch Abducted in Plain Sight because I've never seen something so ridiculous, especially since they're now making the television series on Peacock about it I told her before you watch that go back on Netflix and watch Duck In Plain Sight and when you watch it just call me and let's have a family discussion because that mess is wild so I started watching Untold which is Netflix's little documentary series I watched The Mouth of the Palace which is great and I think that we have to talk about that at some point because that was excellent and it exposed a lot there's Referee Scandal 1 I have to still watch and again I'm going to but the one I watch that I want to talk about right now is the Manti Tied Tale documentary one Man Tied about the girlfriend that didn't exist I feel well I took some notes on it and I think that where this is going to be hard to differentiate. I feel like there should be sympathy on both sides. I understand for, they believe his name at the time was Ronnie. I believe on his side, I can understand you being unsure of who you are and what you are and doing your best to understand that. But creating this fake profile, this fake person was wrong. Catfishing is wrong. And making it come across that you were in love with someone and you were feeling this way about this person and you weren't even a real person. That is wrong. And I understand that while you were unsure about your gender, your sexuality, those things are valid. Those things are fair, but they don't excuse you from making bad decisions. Because just because you were unsure does not give you the right to put another person through something like that. Again, not demonizing anyone, but to put Manti through that, right? And then the real villain through this documentary that I've noticed, and I just want to talk about for a little bit, because it's something I think everyone should watch to understand, because the villain isn't the catfish in this situation. The villain isn't even Deadspin all Despin did was break, the, was break the story and all Deadspin want to say, oh, we got one over on ESPN because they didn't do their due diligence. All these big markets didn't do their due diligence and they didn't. All Despin did was get one over on the big corporations who don't follow up on certain stories. They just run with what feels good and that's it. And they go with the sob story because we've seen this every year in the uh for the NFL draft, especially the NFL draft. Oh my lord, they find every single sob story of every black athlete. Well you know, his mother was on crack since he was born. She, she when he when she was born, she was hitting the crack pipe and his father left him after he kicked him onto the curb of the side of the street. And somehow, he stumbled and wandered. And then, he found football. And that saved his life. It crapped like that. The Blind Side, which Michael Orr is not a fan of that movie. You know, this whole thing about the worst and the worst and the worst. We We have to remind everyone how jacked up you were raised. So that you can know... We took pity on you because you were athletically gifted to give you this chance to play the sport you love. Instead of just saying, Hey man, bro, bro grew up rough the end, but now he's here now to make to change his life or to change the fortune of his family. And you move on. Or you just say, He was an excellent collegiate athlete who excelled in high school as well, and now he hopes to excel in the NFL. I know that sounds so boring because it doesn't give you 10,000 hours of poor little Negro child. But it's the truth sometimes. Like, I say this wholeheartedly and I say this not to sound like I'm anything more than what I am. I remember hearing I will not, I don't remember which, uh, Network it was on, but they was talking about LeBron, and it was talking about how you know how how hard LeBron's life was. Oh, that's what it was. It was I think it was Nick Wright. I believe it was Nick Wright, but I'm not sure. Talking about how hard LeBron's life was being raised by a single mother whose father left in the in the ghettos of Cleveland and the hood and everything, all the the hard choices he had to make, and he chose basketball. I was like, okay, now. I don't want to be the guy who comes across as a hater. But I was sitting there listening to this, and I was like, nigga, that's most of my homies in the hood. Shoot, it's my story. A lot of us grew up like that, so that doesn't like, that doesn't do the soft story thing for us. You know what does the other soft story thing for me? Watching all of these nonviolent offenders in prison—that does. What's on these drug, these drug charges? Like, what happened to the cr- in, in the crack era, the eighties? Like, you got an opioid epidemic right now, and we're talking about how can we say these kids? But in the eighties, it was like f them. What's the difference? That's what bothers me. That's a sob story. That era was so bad for so many because of them drugs that were pushed into the community by. It wasn't Pablo. Pablo didn't come to the hood with, themself, with them. So with with the white. Someone white came with that white. Anyway, I look. I digress. I digress back to Man Titeo in the documentary. Let me, because I I will run on this because I got a lot to say about the eighties and the crack era. But anyway, the real villain in this, like I said, is the media, not Deadspin. It is your major media markets, your Fox News, your CNN, your ABC, your your are They were the actual villain in the story because they can't let things go. Man Johnny Manziel, I forget who the other who the other uh guy was up for the Heisman that year. You would think his grandmother just passed. Man grandmother had just passed, along with what he thought was his girlfriend had passed away too. You would think you would do everything you could to not talk about that Heisman weekend. He, if he was to win, let the man win. If he lose, let him lose. But, of course, everything, everything had to come. Man, Ty, you lost. You lost your grandmother, your girlfriend, and the Heisman. How do you feel? Like, come on. What is that? What kind of questions are those to ask? And then, here comes the BS because he plays. He doesn't play as well as he would have liked to have played in the national championship game against Alabama. He didn't play that well. Needed means the whole Notre Dame. But let's keep it a buck. Was his skill set first round draft pick worthy? Definitely, but because the story comes out, all of a sudden now, is he gay? Okay. Can he play the sport? Does that does that matter? Can he play the sport? No. Well, and I saw one that said this is in the documentary. I uh, believe his name was Ross Tucker. I believe this was was Ross Tucker when he was on NFL Network, I believe. He said, well, you know, how can he lead the guys if he doesn't know what's going on in his personal life? I thought to myself, you've never been messed around on by a girl. You never had someone in your family lie to you. Like, you can control the field, right? You can control what goes on in the game for the best of your ability game planning, scheming, all of these things. You can't do that in real life. And the fact that they demonized this man for, again, something that wasn't even his fault. And, again, he was doing what he was told. When the story started to break, his agent said, look, just lock yourself in the house and don't leave. Or go on these shows and do this. Say this. Do you realize how How terrible that is that you're that a big mistake, a big situation like that that happens to you happens on a major scale and you're stuck. We talk about how he can handle certain things. I don't know how he handled that. But I give him credit for being a man to do his best to try. Now he did suffer. He was he wasn't a first round draft pick because of all this mess. He did suffer, but he made it to the league. And the important part of the story that I think is is really good is that he he got to, he got therapy, someone to help him, help him deal with all the situations, all the stress, all of that stuff, and he harbors no ill will towards anyone. And. Ronnie, I believe his name was, has um, accepted who he is, and living his life how he, uh, how she wants to live her life, and that's perfectly fine. Like I said, the villain in that story was the media because Manti's story to go to the pr- to go to pro should have been his play on the field, but because we are a nosy society. And in in a society of, we must know all of your dirt. This situation comes out with the catfish girlfriend. His play goes away. All they cared about was the catfish girlfriend. Just terrible, man. Great documentary. Great, well well done. But it's just, it just, it sucks as a situation because we could be better. Reporters can be better. You can ask better questions. They just choose not to. And that sucks. One more thing I got for you on the sports related topic props to the WNBA's Las Vegas Aces for winning their first WNBA championship. Props to Becky Hammond. Uh becoming for winning for becoming coach of the Aces won the championship in her first season as head coach. Big deal. Chelsea Gray won the MVP. Big deal. Um the Aces was just top notch all season. They had one of my favorite players in the league, and that's um Kelsey Plum. One of my favorite players. I just think she's like just the toughest, toughest human being walking. She just looked like she can fight. Like Kelsey, if you just look at her, she just looked like she could fight. Her whole demeanor is like I'm tough. It's how she plays. Too, I just love it. I love her game. Her game is, her game is tough. Chelsea Gray, knocked down game is ridiculous the best thing they did for her was leave her off that all-star game off the all-star team that's the best thing they did for her and the worst thing they did for the league because she came back with a vengeance props to AJ wilson she won the league's mvp and i believe the player of the year so just props to the las vegas aces they did their thing it was a beautiful thing I'm happy, and I'm going to be real with you. I think starting next season, I'm going to do an excellent, better job of covering the WNBA. I think I'm going to just gonna basically have a WNBA minute just to run some stuff down because them women are balling, and we deserve to give them the respect and credit that is that is due to them for as well as they play. Some people won't like it. I don't care. But props to the Las Vegas Aces. And you know what? Also, props to the Connecticut Sun for making it to the finals. It's hard to get to the final battle, hard to get to the final game. Um, John Quill Jones is, look, John Quill Jones is the truth. Connecticut is coming. Uh, Bonner is the truth. Them women can hoop. Props to the Aces for winning it all. Props to the Suns for a good series. Now. On my way out because I am on my way out. Because again, I got more cake to eat. It's still my birthday. Still my birthday. I got one more, or two more things. Two more things. One that I just thought was this ridiculous thing I saw on TikTok, not TikTok, on uh Twitter. And I want to bring up something that I think this generation has in droves: lack of awareness. By now, we've all seen the video of the brother in McDonald's in New York gets into an argument with some dudes, and three dudes start punching this man in the face. He's leaning on the trash can, eating all of the punches. He then says, "Like whatever." He walks around, He takes his little bi- his his little ba- his little um, bike pack back off of his shoulders. He pulls out a hatchet. And then everyone's like, whoa, 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 hey, hey, hey. Don't come after us. We just punched you in the face. Here's my problem. And I'm finna sound mad old right now, but I'm from a time when we didn't let that thing fly. Because first of all, if we fought you and you got and you went to the car, we all know what that meant. You wasn't getting to the car, fam. You going in your ba- you was not going in your bag, fam. No. But if you went to, we wasn't gonna stay in the same space and let you come back. But they was all tough until he pulled a hatch. out, he smacked the one dude in the head a couple of times, and they just there. Now I will say that McDonald's did not deserve the violence he gave to that McDonald's. He busted the window, he chopped up one of the tables. Unless the ice cream machine was broken and they didn't give him and they didn't have a high C orange, then maybe I can't really defend him. I'm just saying the McDonald's store itself didn't deserve the violence he gave to the store I'm glad no one was severely hurt but I will say this: there was a lack of awareness when you let the dude go to the trunk of the car go up in his bag after you've wronged him so the best way to stop that is that everybody keep your hands to yourself. Unless you have to defend yourself because you are in danger of someone trying to harm you. Keep your hands to yourself. Because I promise you, dude was about to put, if he, if, if the po wouldn't have been called, we, it could have got messy and it could have got bad so everybody keep your hands to yourself man everybody keep your hands to yourself and now oh lordy this is the last one i got this is a post on twitter that i saw that really made me think um the dude's name is ready rock d o t and he posted this too many women think they are being fumbled when they are, in fact, being punted. I'll read it again. Too many women think they are being fumbled when they are, in fact, being punted. When you see women say, oh, imagine and he fumbled all of this. Maybe he didn't fumble it. Maybe he realized that wasn't what he wanted, and maybe he realized that whatever came with it, he wasn't cool with it. Let's normalize getting ourselves out of bad situations in a healthy way. Everybody who break up with you didn't fumble you. Now, there are some folks who, who do wrong you and do mistreat you and do disrespect you. And when you leave, they be hurt. That is true. But everybody who break up with you, everybody who leave you, didn't fumble you, cause sometimes they realize, that it be somebody else's problem. And let me break down what a punt looks like, cause I figured that some be like, what do you mean he punted me? This what happen when the punt comes through. Sometimes it could be fourth and five. And you have a fourth and five woman. You call on all special teams. You're keeping the offense on the field. You're going to draw the best play you got. You're going to convert that fourth down because you got to stay with her. You got to figure this thing out. Then there are times when situationally it's fourth and one. Or even fourth and inches. And the situation does not look like it's worth going for it. So, you take the offense off the field, you bring on the punt team. And when you bring on the punt team, and they punt that thing, right? And when it's kicked, there's a the thing sometimes it's called a fair catch, right? And so, now, sometimes when you're punted, ladies, just for analogy, when you're punted, that means when the dude's giving up on you you think you're fumbled but when you're punted, a fair catch is called for, and someone catches the fair catch. That guy wanted the ball. That guy wanted the catch. Sometimes, depending upon where you're punted to, situationally again, if the ball falls, this is I'm gonna get some football game real quick. If the ball falls within fit within after below the the ball falls between the twenty and the fifteen yard marker. If it bounces back past the 15 yard marker, what you do as a returner, you go away, you yell, Peter, Peter, Peter. What Peter means is everybody moves, you let the ball bounce. And then sometimes when the ball bounces, it bounces and it bounces and no one touches it. And it's just Anthony, which just says, okay, someone got to touch it. And it's going to pick it up. But sometimes you're not being fumbled, ladies and gentlemen. Everyone didn't fumble. Sometimes they punted. This works for men as well. Sometimes you were not fumbled. You were punted. And if you were punted, figure out why you were punted so that the next time it's fourth and five or it's fourth and one, they'll go for it because you're worth it. Yo, man, that's it, bro. Win is a win, baby. We out of here. I'm gone. Y'all take care. Do me a solid, though. You can find us on Spotify, Apple, Google, Overcast, all them podcast spots. Do me a solid. If you listen to us on Spotify, on Apple, our good pods, five-star ratings, please. Five stars, so I know it's real. Five stars, so I know you're one of the homies. Keep it a buck with me. Rock with us. We are in this thing for good. Thank you for tuning in to episode one of a win is a win, and I will holler at y'all again. Y'all be easy.